This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And welcome back to Laughter the Club. Um, I'm Jeff, Atlas Jeff on Twitter. Tonight we have Jeanette with us out in LA. We have Johnny and Samantha in Florida. We got Kij in Florida. And we got Lou Rafter in sales. Oh, and we might have Fleminem as well. We do. All right. There he is. Um, all right. So, Kij, I'm going to throw it out to you to get us going, I think. Yeah, so um, this past week, we had the mystery crate with uh, Ron McGill, the Sex with the Animals um, podcast. And, you know, uh, that kind of triggered some uh, memories of the first, like, sex ed stories that I had. You know, I don't know about you all, but down here in Miami, like, we had our first uh, sex ed classes in third grade. So that led to some interesting questions. Um in class, uh, one of the ones I remember the most is actually, I, I actually just had a sex ed kind of conversation with my dad like a couple weeks before where he was explaining to me a co- what a condom was. And again, I was like, uh, I don't know, like eight years old. So I was asking him some questions. And all I got from it was, you know, that it's some rubber thing. Anyways, we're in class, uh, sex ed class, the guys are split up from the girls. And um, the teacher's like, does anyone know what a condom is? So me being the nerdy ass student that I was, I was like, oh yeah, I know this one. And I said that it was a rubber ball that you put in your urethra as a man. So I knew it was rubber. I knew it blocked some flow of something coming out of your pee hole. Uh, I didn't know how it worked. And uh, my teacher was like, ah, oh, that's a good guess. But that's not what it is. And then when my friends, actually my first friend in elementary school, when he was, hey, he's like, oh, I know what it is. It's like a balloon. That you put on your penis and and he's like oh yeah that's right john closer than you were 100 <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty accurate and they were like oh how do you know he's like oh my con- my cousin showed me his condoms and yeah those are my sex ed stories do you have any other interesting sex ed experiences <laughs> i'm still thrown off by they were doing this in third grade that was what i was gonna say 
Yeah, I mean, I knew people having sex in fifth grade, sixth grade. Uh, yeah. My, that's what I was going to say. I thought y'all learned sex ed after y'all started having sex in Miami. I thought third, <laughs> I thought third grade was late for you. Uh, I just, I think it's funny that the guy that guessed balloon was so much closer to being right than you were. 100%. No, balloon is super accurate. But he saw the condom. His cousin showed him. So I'm sure that in his mind, he's like, oh, that's just a balloon. Yeah. I mean, it's functionally a balloon. You can blow it up. You could probably make one out of, you could probably make a turtle food condom. I'm pretty sure both <laughs> people just made water balloons out of them in college. Extra protein. Oh, uh, God. So none of, none of y'all have any, like, first sex ed memories? Am I the youngest one who learned about sex ed? Here, I'll go. I'll go. So I, I was in a very religious school, uh, so we didn't learn sex ed. Um, our sex ed was, uh, if one, if you have sex before marriage, you're probably going to get pregnant. And if you have sex, now you're going to be having sex with everyone else that had sex with that person. That's that's sex ed. And they, they illustrated this by taking a piece of candy, putting it in a bag and spitting in it and trying to grab one out without. That was <laughs> that, that's that's basically how they teach you in a religious release of mind. About, about not semen? Yes. I think it, it just means that, like, it's you can't like vagina and it's contaminated. I think you're, I think you're taking the metaphor a lot, like, way farther than they were going for here, Samantha. <laughs> I was, I never went to religious school, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> no, so uh, I didn't have sex ed. <laughs> no, I mean the only, the only like sex ed memory I have, and I think we did it in like seventh grade or something like that. It was appreciably later than third grade um but uh yes thank you phrasing Jeanette I know um but but I just remember there you know you know like uh in any class where you'd have to read like the teacher would say like all right you read this paragraph or you read this paragraph there was just one girl who just (laughs) oh no I'm getting the story backwards it was bio not sex ed she couldn't say the word organism. She said it orgasm every single time. And there was a bunch of seventh graders and we're just like dying laughing. And it's just this poor girl just could not say organism. Yeah, that was, that was, I got my Jeff, own story back. Jeff, it's like uh, uh, Peggy, because she can't say penis. So she has to say happiness. Happiness. <laughs> Who is Peggy? I don't. I'm not getting the joke. Peggy the Hill reference. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, Peggy Hill is a uh, substitute, award-winning substitute teacher, and she had to fill in for uh, the sex ed class, but she was afraid to say the word penis, so she had to keep practicing by saying happiness, and she eventually got it. You don't know who I am, sex ed teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. I don't even know what it is, but I know you know that, Jeanette. It's true, she did. Oh, um, level of confidence I have. Our, <clears throat> the perspective, I guess, for girls in sex ed is different because it's also about your womanly change. And uh, ours was, uh, I, my first experience of, of hearing these things was sixth grade. And it's uh, sponsored by Always. That was the video. Sponsored <laughs> by Always. And at the end, we all walked away with various um, sanitary napkins. So it was like, oh, we get these for free? When's the next one? As a poor girl, 
that was great because we didn't you know I wouldn't buy brand name stuff so it was like cool with wings awesome I'll be back next month <laughs> with wings <laughs> it's y'all scented, unscented the, it shows you like how the baby grows and stuff like that and it's just like Jesus, no. I still don't want to know how a baby grows and I've seen one be born. I still don't want to know that process. Y'all sec- learned sex ed in school because that wasn't actually something that was taught in school unless I just like didn't pay attention, which I find hard to believe. But I never learned, and I didn't learn it growing up because I was raised by a single mom. I think she avoided that conversation at all costs. Um, but y'all actually learned this in school. They talked yeah. about sex yeah. education. Yeah, I mean, not, right. not in third grade, but like middle school. <laughs> Yeah, I think I want, it was sixth grade, girls. Maybe. I wonder if it's a even, state thing. I was going to say, oh, this could be a Texas they're, they're thing. They're in Florida. Yeah. I, well, what I, I was going to say is, I like the... Is, I'm uh, sorry, go ahead, Sabrina. Kisha Miami's getting different education than I am in Broward County, and Johnny is in Monroe County. We're all in South Florida. Well, that's what I'm I was going to say. I don't even think it's that. I think the teachers, when Kish was in third grade, knew this motherfucker is going to be having a lot of sex. <laughs> we need, so they, I think they just pulled him to the side and gave him a one-on-one <laughs> class because they just looked at him like, he's too beautiful. Let's get him out the way now. Uh, no, I, I didn't have any like sort of sex education. I mean, you learn the same way you learn, I guess, around boys growing up. It's probably, we're probably exposed to a lot more nonsense and talk that we don't understand that we think we understand at a younger age, don't need direction uh, wait I so i was the only one whose sex ed was sponsored by a company i don't remember my sponsors in my sex ed classes we definitely watched like a bunch of different videos um that had been around for a while um and yeah we also had like people come in i remember this was this was eighth grade for me where they had a slideshow people from the county came through with a slideshow of all the different uh scds and scis and just showing you the pictures of what they look like and they of course pick the worst possible pictures to make you gross out forever and then you find out that that should you know cured by antibiotics and then you're fine (laughs) 90 percent of the time it's dark and you don't see it um the am i the only one that didn't even like the Ron McGill segment because I actually I know that joke doesn't justify what I just said or support like I'm not a big fan of like overly like just continued talk about sex just in general because i just think it's a weird thing to continue to talk about like why is this even that intriguing we all know what sex is so i didn't actually enjoy the podcast at all like i thought it was obnoxious for for me it didn't even have to be about sex i just love when ron mcgill is talking and talking about animals okay so, i mean I, it, it didn't really change anything for me plus i grew up on animal planet so it, it I mean, nothing so I've been watching animals have sex since I was in third grade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We fall um, asleep to like sometimes he'll when he's uh got control of the TV at night. And I'm like, put on whatever you want. He always goes straight to like the documentaries about animals. Like, I love falling asleep to cool. the dulcet tones of David Attenborough. Well, that's that's Whoa. I mean David Attenborough, he has a lovely voice. He's also like 114 years old now. In that how much <laughs> um limited fake over here there you go. and somehow still younger than greg cody <laughs> um i think your favorite member um all right so um on a drastic change of pace johnny you want to talk about chips <laughs> yeah um so on uh yesterday's uh twitch stream uh there was the whimsical vessel of vo- vocables 
Uh, and um, it was instead of a mystery crate, it was a, a Pringles container. And it made me think of uh, a, another debate instead of Dorito flavors. Uh, one, uh, do you guys like or violently hate Pringles? And then two, what is your favorite flavor of Pringles? For me, I like Pringles. Uh, that's my go-to snack, especially traveling because it's not as oily. Uh, and I'm just a simple either pizza flavor or regular flavor. I don't crazy, don't go crazy with the flavors. That was a commercial. Not the remember they dumped the bag of chips out and you're just like it's got yeah, like grease stains all over your hands. Yeah. yeah. They made like a fake lays and they'd have them like greasy all over. But I'll take that mess before I ever eat a single Pringle. Uh no rhyme wow. intent. Like Pringles are trash. They taste like trash. They taste like the carton that they're in. Um and it's it's like crawfish. Like you're doing all this work for this horrible chip. Like you have to find a way for your hand to get this one chip out of there for this horrible chip. No thanks. Like wait, yeah, who sticks your hands in the Pringles jar when you could just turn it? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it was part of the show. But also i I don't eat Pringles, so I probably would just dump them out. And then you have the mess that you were trying to avoid anyways. Um, but for favorite chips, like hot Cheetos is the undefeated champion of the world. If you get hot Cheetos with a pickle. Um, to me, that's the undefeated champion. With a pickle. I've never heard of that combination of hot Cheetos and a pickle. Yeah. We used to walk wow. to the gas station and they'd have like the tubs where you get the tongs and you just pick a pickle, put it in a brown bag, walk home. Uh, I don't want to take over the topic. Of hot Cheetos. To I want this to stay with Pringles. What was that kid? Why does the bag have to be brown? It's just <laughs> because the kids that are buying them are. Uh, it's just the kind of brown that they had, Case. But um, I, I don't want to take over the whole thing because I want to stick to the Pringles because I, I like Pringles versus not Pringles and absolutely Team Cody on this one. Plus Winningham saying that how can it be overrated if you accidentally eat in half? Shut up. Nobody's accidentally eating half of anything. You wanted those I, 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 I have. I have. Thing. It's, it's actually really easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like Pringles. They're not my favorite. If I'm going to go Pringles, I'm going sour cream and onion. Yes. Because that's what my grandpa always used to give me when I was a kid, and it gives me fond memories. But I do hate the container. It pisses me off. It's it's the second worst chip container. The worst is, do you guys ever get sun chips? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like the crinkling in the bag. The crinkly bag. It is the most infuriating goddamn thing. It is the loudest. It is the loudest packaging device that has ever been created by man. You can hear it for blocks. I swear to God, I hate it. But um, no, Pringles good. Best chip, I think. I really like those little twisty Frito barbecue things. Hmm. I don't know if you guys have had those. Those are really good. Um, Or... Do you guys have have it chips? Never heard no. of them. Oh, never mind then. Maybe that's a local thing. God, it's I, like I, a tortilla you, chip. You but... turn this into a New Mexico. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just it's like it's just like a tortilla chip, but they got like a little like soy sauce vibe to them, and okay. it sounds weird, but it's really good. I'm a little sensitive to New Mexico today after I, I proved that it's just a shitty state through Twitter. But I was like, do not do the New Mexico thing. So. No, no, I actually didn't know that was a regional chip, so now I know. Hatch chips, New Mexico. So my favorite thing about the um, Pringles uh, container is just how it doesn't give away whether it's full, half full, or empty. So after I will smash a container, 
because that's what I do. I will just leave it out so that someone else would be like, ooh, chips, open it. They open their gullet and nothing. So that's my favorite thing. I like to leave it around because I know that eventually either my son, my brother, somebody will think that there's a snack there and I will just lurk around and wow. just see their face of disappointment. Okay. However, <laughs> what you're saying about the Pringles though, if you can't tell how many are inside of it, at least it's full when you buy it. You ever buy a bag of chips and it's like maybe barely even halfway full? At least Pringles, they tell you what they're giving you. It's not a lie. What a great point. I, I've never even considered that, but that is, it's the most honest chip container that there is. So. That was Poppy's whole else, argument. Remember Poppy, Mickey, Aaron chips? Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then my favorite though is Ruffles sour cream and cheddar. Give me yes. orange, oh, orange goodness all the time. And then with some sour cream on the side to dip in, that might be the most basic Sounds way to disgusting. do it, but that's me. I'm hella basic sometimes. I'm between those and barbecue lays. The barbecue flavor lays like, oh, they're just like the perfect combination of salty and sweet. Uh, and I love it. There is, so I don't dislike the barbecue lays. I just have this really weird association with them because my mom used to eat the weirdest goddamn meal I've ever heard in my of in my life to this day. She would take cottage cheese, crunch up barbecue lays in it, and put raisins in it and just eat that. That's not even an accident. You, you don't accidentally put that together. You have to be very curious one day to say. Probably very stoned, to be That's honest. I was going to say, your mom smoked weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, it all makes sense now. No, but but yeah, it's just, I, I, don't like, I don't like cottage cheese at all. I don't particularly like raisins. I'm fine with the chips, but all of them together, no, no. No, cottage cheese and raisins both look like they're expired and you were never supposed to try them. <laughs> yeah, I don't dislike cottage cheese, but I have to will myself to actually put it in my mouth because it looks like it is just not good. The texture too, it's weird. There's something yeah. about it. But coming back to the Pringles and favorite chips, um, growing up, I would never eat anything except for original chips. Like you could not get me into a flavor. Not possible couldn't do it. Johnny though introduced me to pizza Pringles and then I started broadening my horizon with chips. Not my favorite one, but pizza Pringles I do like better than the original. I also enjoy the fact that Pringles don't come smushed up. They're always going to hold their shape because of the canister. So that's probably why they put it in that too. Just a thought. But then I'm going to think on my favorite chip with all of this exploration to flavors, kettle cooked salt and vinegar. Mm -hmm. Kettle cooked jalapenos up there. I, kettle cooked was a good way to go, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I was going from. I like, like I was going to say, I like the good jalapeno. Yeah, at Subway yeah. when they have, yeah, that's, they always have. I, I love the salt and vinegar, but man, they'll make you, they make your mouth hurt after a while. Yeah, <laughs> like the, the corners of your mouth start to burn for some weird reason i never understood that it's because they're salt and vinegar and those things burn true <laughs> i do also enjoy so i hate doritos except for the sweet uh sweet chili spicy ones uh, the purple bags anyone know what i'm talking about yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like a yeah it's weird chili sweet and spicy something weird but yeah we know yeah, that. yeah. that's the only doritos i'll eat so i just basically have tried people 
random people's chips. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't mind. Not too bad. Um, so Kish, you're, you had another, uh, food topic that this may, uh, parlay into nicely. Yeah. So, uh, there's this concept of, uh, <laughs> maybe for some of us, uh, more abstract than others of a struggle meal. So this is when you're, you know, like not necessarily either you didn't grow up with a lot of money or, you know, you're, you know, young and you don't have much money with you or you're in college or whatever. And you're trying to make every dollar stretch so you can spend the rest on beer, whatever it is. Um, but like for me, it was always um, actually just eggs, like eggs for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And you get a carton of eggs for like two dollars. And you are set for like a few days and spends two dollars on food, and that's all you need. With a carton of eggs, like, I, cause I feel like I would eat like four or five eggs, and like that's a serving of eggs. Like you're eating like what, two eggs as a yeah. serving. Yeah, like two, okay. two, two to three. Okay, I'm just thinking like a more high dense food that's not very nutritious, but like to me, like growing up, it would literally just be like chips, and you grab the block cheese that you shred yourself because it's cheaper. Mm. and just like make nachos um or just hot dogs i guess but with whatever bread is available uh, the two i can think of growing up that were like the true struggle meal and grilled cheese because you always had bread yeah. and cheese as long as you knew how to turn the pan on it'd be like the most bootleg one but those are yeah sorry i know i had three but now i'm just like having flashbacks from <laughs> things i didn't know what a struggle meal was five minutes ago but <laughs> yeah, uh, so eggs that, is interesting so that like rice as well where oh. rice and any type of bread, anything you can put on bread, like ketchup and bread, or just like throwing some sugar on some bread and, and toasting that or microwaving sugar. it. And ketchup and pasta. French toast. Yeah. I actually really like the um, Aunt Jemima just add water pancake mix. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. I don't yeah, think it's called it. that anymore. Yeah, it's not called Aunt Jemima. <laughs> what is it called now? I don't know. <laughs> Samantha's about to get canceled. Syrup. Aunt Jemima. I feel like they're well, they, changing. They got the mix. At the time, it was right. We're talking Cannibal. about the past. So. <laughs> oh, whoa. Did I just hear? I don't know. I, I, I'm sorry. Hold on. Did <laughs> I just hear Barrett? Or am I losing my mind here? No, I, I thought it was Cannonball. But yeah, no, it did sound like Barrett. It sounded like Barrett. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, <Johnny>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I lost my mind for a second. I was like, I'd swear I just heard Barrett. Uh, Barrett okay, just uh, adnanned us somehow. <laughs> yeah that's very limited good. fake johnny yeah <laughs> i've been working on it other struggle meals no, i um, feel like fish needs to talk like beef. all right so i remember one time um <laughs> one time i had to have a new york strip instead of a prime rib when i was a kid Oof. and it was tough uh no um i the one Black I remember, the one I remember cheese. really well is uh, in college, I wanted to, I was trying to go to Oaksterdam for their weekend program, which is basically um, the, the LA had a Oaksterdam campus, which is a pot school, basically. Learn how to grow and cook and all that sort of crap. Um, and I was on like college budget. So I got those Ling Ling, a bag of those Ling Ling pot stickers from Costco. And I just ate nothing but Ling Ling pot stickers for like two and a half weeks. 
but that's how I funded my Oaksterdam weekend. But you know, those cost stickers pretty good. Pretty good. I will say, yeah, that's a good point because I know Jeff, you're younger than some of us, but growing up, those frozen meals that are now available, like no, I mean that like in a good way, because like now you get like massive frozen like nuggets that are probably all made in a lab for like three bucks. And I'm like, imagine growing up where I could get like boneless wings as they call them. Um <laughs> in a freezer, like that would have been so clutch as a kid, but I don't think they were around or I just wasn't grocery shopping as a child. Yeah, it's probably the latter, but who knows? Um, Jeanette? Yeah, so growing up was a mini uh, struggle meal. Uh, you know, only going to like fast food restaurants once a month and just weird stuff so the one thing that always we had to make last was there always was a lot of was refried beans beans in general so Mm -hmm. then putting whatever in beans to just like a different texture a different flavor so beans and chorizo beans with weenies beans with chili sauce beans with eggs beans with salsa beans with cheese yeah so um and like when i have like a down day I'm just like, oh my God, I got so emotionally beat up or whatever. That's my comfort food is beans. <laughs> so <laughs> I still go to that. I feel like you have just as much passion for beans as Kish has for beer. Yes, almost. I, I mean, I think I, I'm right. I'm rivaling Jeff and Lou in that. In that yeah, I was going to say. Um, what kind of IPA are you drinking tonight? Uh, this is a taste for adventure india pale ale from pizza port brewing company uh please consider being a sponsor i um, bet you it goes great with beans frijoles de la olla <laughs> with some diced onion white Wait, or red with a little bit of salsa mm, frijoles de la olla that's a good question by sabrina what kind of beans because i was curious if you were going refried pinto black no uh pinto pinto beans straight pinto beans boiled over like the whole day just stewed beans some sauce Mm. put a little meat in there all sorts of beans like a three oh yeah you cut up some bacon prosciutto (laughs) (laughs) uh excellent so um what do y'all what do y'all say we ask Lou about his jacket? I say hell yes. Hell yeah. I am uh, so right. happy for you, my man. <laughs> yeah, let's let let's hear it, Lou. Tell the story. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh I work with a client that works with TNT and let's see, I think it was like Tuesday night. It was like, hey, um, can you turn around a jacket by Thursday morning for uh, Charles Barkley? He wants to do like, they want to do like a little gag gift for his birthday. So I'm kind of like, well, like, you know, it's the round mount of rebounds. So I kind of can't say no. So um, we get, <laughs> you know, I get it. And I spend, I spent all afternoon, you know, doing it. The thing that really, really kind of, uh, I was really hoping, I think I told Jeff, I you guys saw the picture, but so I put a picture of Poppy in the pocket and I was going back and watching, like I saw in slow motion, they, they must've took it, taken it out. But like, we would have seen Poppy's face on like inside the jacket. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Oh, it was so close. I was so close to getting it. Cause then we were just definitely, I think we could have gotten on the Levitard show, but I mean, it was just a fun kind of, uh, I, I almost screwed up the entire jacket at the beginning. Cause the whole back, 
I did it all at once. And that run itself was like about an hour and a half just to do the back. Like it was like the, the round mount of rebound and the, the good time blimp was all in one, but the way my machine works, the collar flipped over and I sewed the like over. So like, if you try to put it on, it's just basically like, it would just be flattened over and you couldn't go. And I was like, I went, I finished it. I went to lunch. I came back and I pulled it off my hoop and I realized that I had sewed it shut and my heart about sunk because I was like, I got to finish this in the next couple hours. But luckily I was able to pull it out because I, with a, a um, I got a stitch, stitch remover, did that. And then it's, that's it. It's not, it's, it's kind of not as exciting as it sounds. No, I mean, that's it, pretty it, damn it cool. Yeah. That's a hell of a story. And so you added Poppy's picture and Kish, I know has a follow-up for this as well, but you added poppy's picture inside the jacket so and i didn't i when they it was, opened it, it was gone yeah they must have i i it, either the, the like the whoever the producer or whoever was the one that was facilitating the jacket he must have taken out because like my guy was like i just won't tell him and now singing retrospect like you know, like no should have told him they should have left it in there because yeah. it would have been it would have you been, have to tell him it's poppy like yeah, yeah and obviously so. that's not anything weird. monday morning quarterback but damn that's crazy I, I didn't think like it's not like it's espn right i didn't think turner no well, yeah. Turner, it was a rented picture yeah because yeah, well, if it would have been like Atlanta. if it would have been like shack a picture of shack they wouldn't have questioned it they would have like oh let's yeah. leave it because just to annoy him or you know whatever i don't think you can produce charles barkley and not know who poppy is like just from a production like i understand if you work with him on like some bad shot, but if you're the producer that makes the decisions to take that out, you don't know who Poppy is. It just seems a little, maybe it's I'm just the, being biased. It's either that or it's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it's not the producer. It's probably like a, oh, yeah. you know, a, probably whoever opened yeah. the box or something. Yeah. <laughs> they took it for themselves. That'd be so awesome if somebody else has a Poppy patch for memorabilia somewhere. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's you know, I, I got a picture of something that I made that's on Charles Barkley. So, I mean, that's like, that's really cool. It's, and you wore it. Oh, hell yeah. yeah dude. I, well, I mean, that's why I put it on. Yeah. I wanted to see just how big it was. I like woke up, I think like three o'clock this morning and I went on Twitter and I saw Jeanette posted it for me. Cause like, I was, I, re- I was looking at, I was like, oh my gosh, this doesn't start to like one o'clock. I was like, I'm not staying up. So I recorded it. So I was able to get back to it. But I, I remember waking up and it was like, oh, I was just like, weirdly three o'clock in the morning being like oh my gosh this is great so i have a question about the the whole like sizing thing because so like it obviously looked big on you and like lou i know you're not that that small of a guy or anything i'm assuming but like charles barkley is a big round mountain of uh, rebound yeah uh so he's a huge human did you get like his size um did you order No, this was like a spur of the moment so like they actually the they it they just went to Dillard's and found like just a tan suit. It was like you know you know because they imagine that's all it was. But he, he went and got a bigger one. Like he had a smaller one, and he went out and even got a bigger one. I but I I because I imagine you know Dillard's isn't just like you know that you know people like Charles Barkley aren't just randomly what like maybe one every month. So they're not going to have like a big selection. So. Although yeah. I've got to tell you though, I got a I got a buddy in the NBA of some sort, and he insists Charles is no hot, taller than like six four. That's what he's listed at six four six five, yeah. right? Like yeah, six yeah. four has just got his ass up to his shoulders. But Tanha, is your buddy in the NBA or not? 
Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Not in the NBA. Works, works in the, no, works in the NBA, I should say. Oh, okay. Cool. I'm buddies with Front the office. Parents. <laughs> I can't believe I stepped on this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Run it back. Um, run it yeah, back. run it back. We'll fix it in post. You fix Hold it. On. So post. is your friend is your friend actually in the NBA? Uh he, he calls games. Oh nice, an insider. Yeah. I'm an insider uh, with Josh Hart's parents. Josh Hart. It's yeah, his, he's, he's, he's his best friends with Josh Hart's parents. They used to walk outside me. and do cookouts together. Yeah. They gave me, they fed me pineapple. I love Josh Hart. This is a true story. This is the worst pod we've Hold done on, in a I while. I, I actually think it's been going well until we tried to run it back for kids. That was our fault. We should have not <laughs> giving kids one opportunity is is a failure, let alone giving him two. Um, I love that. I don't think Lou or Bruce knows who Josh Hart is. No, I have no clue. Because I, I keep okay. thinking I'm thinking Josh Hartnett. That's what I kept thinking you were thinking, and I was like, he's thinking Pearl Harbor. Yeah, <laughs> and like, how are you hanging out? With he plays player? for New Orleans. If you're ever curious of how well Bruce and Sells is doing, his dismissal of Dillard's as if it was just like a five and dime <laughs> from the 90s, it's like, oh, okay, we get it, Bruce. You only have one dress shirt, but it's like $500. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I just don't, I don't go, yeah, okay, I guess, right? I don't know. <laughs> All right, I do, I do have, I don't know if it's, 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 I don't know if it's a talking point, but it's just something I always imagine. So when, when they do the betting for, um, What's the, uh, the the app, the betting app that they do? Uh, their like sponsor, Bovada or DraftKings, Draft or... the ones for DraftKings, where oh. it's it's the the like, hey, you know, you win a free hundred dollars uh, for a team that makes a three pointer, and it's just like they're just basically sucking you in to get your information to sign you up because at the end it's like paid out in twenty five dollar free bets, right. and then what I think of funny at the end is like when they go like if you have a gambling problem please call these number i just think of like stugatz is the one behind all those lines and like when you call <laughs> those numbers for help they get you to place bets yeah i like <laughs> it dude it's it's it is so like it always feels so ridiculous it's like you're it's like your drug dealer selling you drugs and then giving you one of those little dare bracelets <laughs> you know, like this the 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 red band ones but i'm pretty sure back to I was like, go back to like what Lou was saying. If Stu Gotts answers, it's almost like, no, the problem is not that you have a gambling addiction. You just have the wrong bets. Let me help yes. you out, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. I got this, buddy. Let me help you out. Let me help you out. Oh, you got to that I, over there, I guarantee you. I guarantee you, buddy. Promise. Solid. That, if that was true, I would call every addiction line just to try to get a hold of Stu. Honestly, I, I don't know if my friends lied to me, but like I had a friend back in high school or when he was in college he said he called one of those you know 1-800 like help gambling and he that's what he said he said they they it was a gambling site where they got you to try to place bets <laughs> like it was like good. a billboard you know it was it was like a big billboard ad like up on like you know 75 north in ohio that he that's just like randomly called it and then probably it was before like, social media i imagine no oh yeah i mean this was like 2002 so the, on the other I end, love, it was Craigie Craig Carden. I don't know who that is, Jeanette. I want to laugh, but I have no the idea. Guy the guy that used to Jeanette's be with first failure on a microphone. The 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 guy from Boomer and Carden. 
that went to jail for taking all that money and embezzlement and now he's back on the radio okay edit this out <laughs> let's okay, say I, let's I, say I, that I, for your uh three j's podcast and there's a line drive to center field <laughs> shot hit oh, oh god um Ugh. all right well Can anybody we, else yeah go ahead yeah Brian. i think we need to recap something Jeanette's get to know your lower ranger i don't think it was talked about enough that we have our own stew gods within our group of <laughs> thinking that uh that greg cody was black and i love that you were so scared of admitting that that you went with african-american i understand you're being completely <laughs> correct, but like you thought he was black and there's nothing i'm just trying to think of and there's people's voices like white guys that are cajun i get that over the phone but there's nothing about greg cody's voice that gave off black and i'm just curious like how long like not even how long just everything you heard what you were picturing so were you picturing like um i know you mentioned clay thompson's father um as the person whose voice got you there but like what were you picturing in your mind what did greg cody look like to you um this kind of like old african-american gentleman um probably a little bald you know a little you know weathered salt life miami uh just very soft-spoken and just very stuck and like the 1960s and 70s with all these musty references so that's what I thought I thought it was like you know like James Earl Jones kind of like sitting in the studio so like a very cuddly man and it also made me really sad this is the part I didn't tell in the story I think one of the times was when he was doing a grit of death thing and he had the prosthetic nose and I remember Dan saying that to him like he's fiddling with his nose and I thought he had lost his actual nose so that made me hurt even more because I'm like this guy had to have part of his nose taken off and now he has like a prosthetic and they're so cruel why so yeah I'm just not smart sometimes James Earl Jones was perfect because that's kind of what I thought I was thinking like some sort of blues player with a horn instrument of some sort in a nightclub and that's what you picture Greg Cody as well, also, I would like to point out that, like, her description, what she just gave you, is actually Michael Thompson. Like, <laughs> it is Clay's dad she just yeah, described. Yeah, All yeah. she was doing was just projecting. I, I did have a follow-up question for Jeanette. While you thought Greg was African-American, did you also know that his son, like, his son was Chris Cody? And does Chris Cody just not sound like a white kid who's also ginger? Like, how, did, did the correlation never like click at any point well if you listen to my get to know your lower ranger i do address this that at some point it clicked that chris was the progeny of greg and it was very clear that chris was very much a white kid and i just assumed that he was biracial because greg as a black man married a white woman and growing up in florida i'm like that's probably what the white kids sound like so cool so I it, it all went over my head until I actually saw him on TV and I had no idea what to do with my, you know, then private shame. I almost stopped <laughs> watching the show completely because I was like, I'm not smart enough for this. And uh, I thought I would never make it public. And now so many people know and, you know, I, I cannot I, I can answer the questions. But yeah, that was just a bad, bad on me. <laughs> 
one more Johnny, thing did, Johnny, Johnny did you listen to the podcast? Because she covered that no, pretty clearly. The, the worst part is I listened to it maybe five hours ago, and I don't remember that part. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny. Johnny thinks all, like. The honesty is all that matters. I, I like the fact to make it him because he just said he's good to know you're a lot of rangers. So make sure you think of something to rip on him for next week. I am so we glad I got to know that he just did that because the way he sat back after saying he didn't remember, he sat back with the Greg Cody swig. And I was like, <laughs> before you said that, I was going to be like, what What was that weird, confident layback? And now I know it's because you just recorded your get to know your Lyra ranger and you're really feeling yourself. I was so. sweating through my tank the entire time. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> he was so nervous. Like I was sitting in the background watching TV. He's like, "Can you turn it down?" I'm like, wait, it's like you haven't even started talking to them yet. It's not for like, even the Zoom. <laughs> Sabrina was feeding cue cards from behind the laptop. <laughs> no, at one point he said something about me, which I honestly escapes me now. But I remember turning around, looking. I'm like, what "Did you just say? What was? What did you say?" Uh, you're gonna have to listen when it comes out because I, I I don't remember. Just like I don't remember half of Jeanette's interview. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if my wife's listened to mine yet. Jeff, did you have a lot pick? Um, actually, I didn't have crap. I just was kind of showing up to be a pain in the ass tonight. Well, and make sure that we as is my follow nature. the rules. <laughs> no, um, no. Uh, anybody else got anything? Yeah, make sure you guys. Get ready for the newest episode of Jeff and Lou have a podcast. Yes. What? What? I love, I love what? me asking Jeff if he has anything and him saying no. And then going to his co-host and it's like, oh yeah, we have a new podcast. Yeah, I forgot. Bad. <laughs> it's it's going to be groundbreaking-ish. Yeah, we, we're, uh, you know, we, we've recorded the first episode. Um, you know, yes. we're trying to fine tune it really dial it in but it should be dropping shortly i think yeah. when am i getting on to talk beer um i don't there's know. a pretty big list so oh okay we, all right it's exclusive we already have we, we we're already scheduled out for about two months so yeah we, we landed obama between lou wow. and jeff uh they have enough a personalities on their podcast they don't need <laughs> uh all right. Well, um, I guess then we'll uh, call that a wrap for uh, this week. Thank you all uh, again for joining us on Laughter the Club. Uh, once again tonight, we had Johnny and Samantha down in Florida. Samantha managed to stay awake despite all indications <laughs> to the contrary. Um, we have Lou, uh, Lou and Sales, Bruce and Sales, whatever the hell else he's called. Thank you for your jacket story tonight. Um, we had Kish, we had Jeanette, and we had Flem and M. So thanks, everybody. Ooh, I'll, actually, I do have one thing else. Uh, shout out to Rodney Taylor for purchasing a hat from shoplowerafterhours.com. Uh, it's going to be in the mail tomorrow, buddy. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yay, Appreciate it, Rodney. Rodney. Thanks, Rodney. Woo! Sugar Ray Leonard. Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.